Hello, friends. My name is David White, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. together look at yourself you're a mess are you kidding me this is how you were going to meet him finally after all these years you finally find him you've got pictures of him everywhere in your apartment that's not even a little bit creepy oh my gosh what if he comes over oh no okay 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 um um you're wearing sweatpants since when do you wear sweatpants you okay just just brush your hair out a little bit. Try not try to be cool. Um, hopefully the boys don't notice this intense awkwardness. Um, wow, he's so pretty. So, jumping back into it. You, the crew, have recently survived a harrowing case where you were investigating the mysterious uh, persona of Marcus Malcolm, a aspiring drug lord who turned out to be a GA at Promethean University, and he worked with a professor named Dr. Piotr Jacoby. Uh, according to his journal, which you found, uh, he had been on an island experimenting on different people or things or creatures. Uh, one of these test subjects was Nick, and you encountered Nick uh, quite a few times. He had been stalking Pedro, a drug dealer, uh, and then you found Nick with the deceased body of Marcus Malcolm hiding out in Marcus Malcolm's grandmother's house. Uh, Nick talked about these people who were pursuing him, uh, a bad place, a evil master, uh, and these creatures showed up and attacked you, and you had an all-out brawl in Marcus Malcolm's grandmother's house. Uh, Faye ended up destroying the house in order to escape from some of the beasts. You used, or Rin took possession of Bill's car and used it as a weapon to defeat the leader of these monsters. But you all escaped with your lives and decided to do a little bit of personal investigation and a reflection time. Uh... Bill believes that he has found somebody else connected to his mythos and his theme. Rin definitely found his mythos uh, and was given a very hard choice, which Rin will have to explore later. Uh, Esther's bar is failing, and she did a little investigation into her uh, father and the people that he used to pal around with. And Faye believes she has some crucial information into the string of missing children in the city. Uh, although the crew seems a little fractured right now, as three of the group went to uh, Lockley and Catan, attorneys at law, uh, to discuss Faye's findings, and Esther didn't go with him. But Esther got a equally chilling note from um, Faye and Esther's charges, uh, and apparently they have flew the coop to join the Rat Pack. And so, where do we pick up this episode? Well, you ended it with <laughs> Woodard 
Yes, I ended it with Woodard. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and then as, I guess, Faye and Bill and Wren reached the Lockley and Catan offices, you encountered a handsome man with dark skin and glittering green eyes dressed in a green shirt, and he locked eyes with Faye, and there was this immediate connection... And he looked at you and said, Marion, is that you? Robin? What? Faye suddenly becomes extremely self-conscious and, like, pulls her hair down. And, like, she's got her sweatpants and, like, a baggy T-shirt on. So she, like, kind of tries to, like, tuck (laughs) the shirt, like, to the side and, like... Stand all like pretty. Yeah. So Mohammed, this this beefy Middle Eastern man with a big bushy beard and kind of a shaved head, is looking back and forth between uh, Faye and Woodard, his associate. And uh, no, this is Faye, and this is Woodard. Who's who's Marion and Robin? Um. <laughs> Right. Um Hi, I'm I'm Faye Carver and she like sticks out her hand to shake Woodard's hand. He he does not accept the shake. He says, "I I've been looking for you. I I, I have no idea he you're here and he looks you up and down. He, you're Beautiful. Muhammad still is <laughs> looking back and forth between the two of you. Uh, oh, um, um. She like glances over at Bill and Wren. Um. Wow, that's um. Okay. Um. Anyone? Uh, why? Why am I here? <laughs> uh, you told us to come here, so. Oh, great! Um, Please lead the way, Mister Beautiful. How are you today? He looks at you as if for the first time noticing somebody else is in the room. Oh, um, my apologies. Uh, Wooded Lockley. He holds out his hand to shake your hand. They shake they hands. They shake hands. <laughs> 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 just pantomime that. Uh, and he looks at Bill. What did Lockley? Bill. An interesting name. And, um... Are you shaking hands? Yes, no. we shake hands. <laughs> okay. Um, and he, turning to Marion... And, um, I suppose your name isn't Marion, uh, here. Uh, no, it's, um, Faye Carver. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, would, would, uh, uh, wooded. Um, uh-huh. I, I, well, you, you were going to, to say something I didn't. Oh, no. Mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah. I, no. Um, it's, um, she curtsies. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, and he bows at the waist. <laughs> um, so 
we're kind of standing on the street. Um, could we come in? Oh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, he steps aside and inter- er, motions with his hand for you to enter. We enter. <laughs> okay. So... Could, uh, tea, do you... Um, yeah, mm, yes, yes. Tea. tea is good. I like I like tea. She, like, looks at Bill and Ren for confirmation. <laughs> Does she actually like tea? <laughs> right. She's had it before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Faye, you like tea. I like tea. Yes, yes, that's uh, that's perfect. We we have tea. I'll, I'll get you some tea. Okay. And he rushes out the room. Tea, tea. Do we have? Do we actually have tea? <laughs> you hear them messing around in there. They're very small kitchen. Faye is like looking at her hands, like giggling to herself, <laughs> like completely unaware yeah. that the other three guys are in the room. Um, and like, if there's any plants in the room, like any, like on the desk or anything, they're like blooming oh my gosh. and like yes. growing and not like exponentially, but like yes, everything yeah. is brighter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Mohammed just kind of takes in the scene and says, so what are you actually here for? Faye? Oh, um, sorry. Yes. Okay. I was, I was somewhere. I was at the apartment. Everybody came over. I got, oh, okay. The yarn. Remember the yarn. Yes. Right. Okay. So, um, do you know any more about any of the other missing children? Uh, oh yeah. The missing children. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I don't know. Woodard and I haven't actually been looking into that a whole lot. Hey, Woodard! Yes, Muhammad. Okay. Hey, uh, your girlfriend in here wants to know. And Woodard like cuts him off. He, she's not my girlfriend. She's definitely not. I mean, <laughs> he steps into the doorway holding like two solo cups. All you my go. No, of course not. We've just met. That would be insane. And he steps back into the kitchen. Completely bonkers. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Muhammad. Oh, yeah, your kids. Uh, no, we haven't investigated that. Woodard and I have been doing a lot of uh, mafia-heavy stuff. Hey, hey, Muhammad. Oh, not mafia-related stuff. He... Gives you a wink. Ah, um, so you've been in contact then with um, Carmine Giuseppe? Uh, you mean the mob boss? Yes. Uh, you hear footsteps behind you and Woodard enters the room with his solo cups. We've had words with Carmine's dogs. That's what you mean. Very com- changed persona from bumbling earlier oh she like reaches back grabs the tea very like switched into business mode Mm -hmm. so here's the thing i've got a group of children that i've been housing and they well they kind of ran away from their homes and they've been searching for this rat pack and we talked to this other kid that was apparently in this rat pack and he has nosebleeds and all he remembers is music 
And it made me think of the Pied Piper. And I was coming here to see if you, Muhammad, and <laughs> had any information. Um, the Pied Piper? Like the kid's story from Wishbone? Yes, I suppose so. Uh, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, Woodard, what about you? Uh, no, I'm afraid that doesn't ring any bells with me. Sorry. Oh. Well, sure. Um. Okay, well, I guess it was silly of me to come then. So, um. Well, not, no, it wasn't silly at all. It was great. We'll just say it was great. How about that? Yeah, um, great. Sure, um, okay, well, um, Bill, Ren, if, if y'all have any other, uh, questions? Woodard, how did you grow such beautiful locks of hair? Oh he... Cut to Woodard and just like no locks, <laughs> shaven head, <laughs> like stubble. And he says, um, I beg your pardon. Just trying to break the silence. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to head out. Thanks for your, thanks for your time, gentlemen. Yes, of, uh, uh, of course. Um, of course. Uh, okay then. Well, um, I guess um, see you around. It uh, was good to see you again. Yes. Um, and ho- ho- hopefully, um, he reaches out to finally shake your hand. She does a little like. Oh, like the thing where you you put it. What what do you call that? Like a polite handshake, like the petite handshake. Right, like the. I mean, she's an old, yeah, yeah. Tiny. an old soul. Right, so she yeah. does the the little flick, the, the flick of the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he takes it and like he's caught between like kissing the hand and like shaking it, so he just kind of like <laughs> moves it back and forth, and he quickly lets go. And she was so hoping that he would like kiss her hand, so she like lets it fall. Well then, um, I guess that's that. Um, okay. Bye. And like, ducks out. It was great seeing you again, Faye. And Mohammed just goes in for a big hug. And you like look over his massive shoulder at Woodard and he's just like, you'd see on his face like, (laughs) I wish I had hugged her. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she like pats Mohammed on the back. It was so good to see you too. Uh, and y'all walk out, and as you're walking away, number uh, and coming down the steps, may I, uh, Marion, uh, Faye, Faye, uh, could w- we exchange numbers? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, phone, phone, phone. Right, pocket. Um, she pulls her phone out of her pocket. What's yours? He stares at you for a second. Yes, mine as well. Yes. And pulls it out. 
gives you his number. She sends him a text and says, like, hey, Carver. Excellent. Uh, oh, I should send you mine. Uh, Wooden Lockley sends it. Uh, I, uh, I hope to uh, see you uh, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part ways. Yes. Also, um, can I just say that Faye must be super glad that Esther was not with her for that encounter? Because <laughs> Esther would have torn her up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Esther, how do you how do you find them? Maybe like as we're walking out, you like run up right at that moment? Yeah. Okay. So Esther runs up holding a, a piece of paper in her hand. Uh, you're gonna want to read this. Oh, um, Faye, like, shakes her head. Um, okay. Oh, no. What? I don't know, it just came through the apartment door when I was getting ready. Did you see where they went? She hands it to whichever boy is closest. Ren grabs it. No, they were already gone. Well, that's really unfortunate. Oh my gosh. Um. Um. Where? Where do they? Uh, forest? Should we check the forest? Should we? Need help here, people. Struggling. I guess we check the forest. I mean, that's where they came from originally, right? Well, where would where would the Pied Piper put them? Maybe there's, like, a sewer or something? What? Why would the Pied Piper take them to a sewer? Because that's where rats go. Oh. Uh, Tessa, I'll remind you, you have three clues that you banked. Yes. uh, From that photo montage. Um, Okay, so maybe this isn't how this clue would work, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What would... So, assuming Faye read the story, but I haven't read the entire Pied Piper story or anything yet. Where did the Pied Piper take uh, <clears throat> children? The the um, the story changes. Like, the only thing consistent about the Pied Piper story is that he was hired to take out the rats. The mayor said he would pay him a lot of money, and the mayor didn't. Uh, so, as retribution... The Pied Piper stole their kids. Uh, Some stories say that he marched the kids into the same river he drowned the rats in to punish the town. Some say he just took them and was never seen again. Some say he took them to, like, these mountains to, like, live and reside with him in these mountains. Um, But, like, where he took the kids, it changes based on which version you read. I'll say Faye kind of, like, says that to the group in the way of, like, well, I've been reading up and da-da-da-da, and those are options. Does any of that ring any bells for anyone? No. I mean, it's not like there's, like, a mountainous region, so... Well, obviously. Um, We could check underground. Yeah, we could check I mean, underground. We, we check the forest, and they're obviously not in the forest or the park. Mm-hmm. Could check the sewer system, see if they're in the sewer system. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could 
check some abandoned high rises. Yeah, maybe. Maybe um, that's a mountainous region. Can't one of my clues be that I just ask you for a clue? Like just a just a clue. Yeah, just a clue regarding something I would have found about like the Pied Piper or the children or something maybe the letter that Esther gave would kind of spark. Okay, so on your on your board, uh, you've seen that the Rat Pack, when it has been reported in the news, has been um, like, I guess, attacking and robbing different places. And I think before, Rin had did some research on businesses that were controlled by the Mafia. And as you had been putting these threads together, you realized that some of these targets were mafia fronts. Um, they had been uh, eateries, uh, washeterias, laundromats. Those are the same things. Um, construction projects, uh, things like that. Um Let's see. Yeah, so so you've you have been keeping track of where the rat pack have been attacking and it looks like they are attacking mafia sites. Okay. Okay, um one of the things that I did find um was that the rat pack seems to be attacking places that the mafia maybe stationed at or something, kind of like when y'all went to the pizzeria. Is that what it was called? Yep. Um, but kind of like that. They've been stealing or going to, or but and it shows up on the news. So maybe we go stake out some of those types of places. And try to follow the Rat Pack back to their lair? Well, I mean, first we'd have to find them. Well, I mean, we could stake out... Mm, sounds dangerous. We could stake out a mob place and wait till, I guess, a Rat Pack crew came by to try to rob them mm-hmm. and hope that we don't get stop- spotted by either the mob or the Rat Pack. It's pretty dangerous, but it would also lead us back to the lair if we see the Rat Pack there. Um... I mean, since yeah, but the sorry, go sorry. No, I was just gonna say what well, the question is: How do we pick? How do we pick the place? Like, well, um, yeah, is there like a pattern of like where they go, and so we know like this day of the week, this night, they're you know. We just stake out a place that hasn't been hit yet at all. We could ask. Um, Muhammad, because he said that that's what they've been working on, was tracking the mafia. Which Faye looks at Esther and realizes Esther has no idea what she's talking about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain later. It's a very long story. She met know. her long lost lover. I don't have time for that. <laughs> um. Should we do that, or do we just want to go stake out some places? 
I mean, it makes sense to go back to them. I know you'll get all googly-eyed and stuff. Well, we don't really have to go back because we haven't left the street. So we just have to walk up the stairs. You could grow a flower crown, maybe fix yourself up a bit, and maybe he won't notice. How ugly I am? Esther's already turned around and, like, opened the door and is walking back up. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Faye sees you walking up and, like, hides behind a bush in front of the building. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you knock on the door. It opens up. Oh, hey, Esther. Hey. Faye was just here. Yeah. Uh, she had mentioned that she was just here, and she said that y'all are working on um, some mafia... Uh, research of sorts. Oh, well, I mean, technically I wasn't supposed to say that, but yeah, we are. Okay, so we're needing some information. We're Mm. trying to um, locate some kids. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should, like, get off the street while we're talking about this (laughs) and, like, go inside. I'm inside Mm -hmm. the building. (laughs) Well, we're still on the street and the door is open. Y'all are on the street. (laughs) Yeah, Faye just paused, and we're just chilling out here, and <laughs> Esther is uh, out there talking. So. I figured we were following her, but I don't know. Yeah. Is Faye still in the bush? I'm hiding in yeah, a bush. Faye said she got <laughs> in a bush. <laughs> I followed Esther, I suppose. We're wondering if you could give us some information on the popular hotspots of the Mafia. Do they have a pattern of where they hang out every night, or... Uh, he, like, looks over his shoulder, and he closes the door behind him and steps out with you. Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, Woodard and I have just been uh, kind of going to different places, but they're, you know, like, Faye was here earlier asking about the kids... And, I mean, we've kind of had some run-ins with these kids called the Rat Pack. Uh, and they've been, uh, you know, kind of doing our job for us. They, like, hit weapon caches. One of them even put a bomb underneath one of the caravans. Uh, Woodard's all for it, but, I mean, I don't know. Seems kind of... Bad to me. I mean, if they're taking out the mafia, what's bad about that? Yeah, but I mean, it's kids. And I don't know if they should really be in danger like that. But you know, Woodard says what you say. He's he's kind of okay with it. The enemy of my enemy and all that. But yeah, as for where they hang out, I mean, throw a dart at a board and they'll probably be there. I mean, first you have to hang up pictures of different places on the board, and then you throw a dart. But whichever one it lands on, they're probably there. Okay, well, as helpful as that is... Thank you. Um... So you don't have any idea where the Rat Pack is going to stake out next? No. 
Do you have a list of the mafia stakeout houses? She yelled from the bushes. He, like, looks over. Oh, hey, Faye's in that bush. Oh, y'all must have been <laughs> together. You must have known that. Ha! Playing a trick on old Mohammed. <laughs> yeah, sure we do. Pulls it out of his pocket, unfurls it. Here you. He, like, goes to hand it down the steps to where she's hiding in the bush. And Okay, she's not tall enough for that. Um, well, here you go, Esther. Esther takes it from him. Puts it in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mohammed. We really appreciate it. Yeah, just don't tell Woodard. He's really weird about this stuff. But hey, Faye, he like puts his massive arms on the stairwell and like leans over. I don't know how you know him, but he's been kind of bitchy lately. And I've never seen him that happy. Fate blushes. Oh, <laughs> okay. I would like to imagine, like, we don't see Faye, but, like, we see, like, little flowers bloom on the outside of the bush. And then, like, as she talks, like, the bush moves. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Esther throws up in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, what's uh, what's been up uh, with Woodard lately, then? I mean, I don't know. He's just so concerned with taking out the mafia. It's kind of like a do-it-at-all-costs kind of thing. And, I mean, I'm his buddy, and I'm here for him, but, I mean, I don't know how to tell him that he's crossing the line sometimes. What's he doing to cross the line? Well, I don't want to get into it But anyways, uh, uh, we're just lawyers and that's all we do Yep, that makes sense Yep He puts his hand on the doorknob and like opens it up So, good luck Slowly like backing up into the door Good luck with your mafia investigation Bye Closes the door. Esther heads back downstairs. Okay. <laughs> Faye jumps out of the bush. <laughs> I slide down the rail. <laughs> uh, Faye, you have one more clue. Oh, good gosh. Uh, you could spin that clue to just straight up ask where the rat pack is going to hit next or something. I went through all of that and I could have just straight up <laughs> asked you. I mean, yes. That was funnier, though. <laughs> That's true. Where will the Rat Pack hit next? Okay. Um, <laughs> you look at the list of businesses, remembering what you saw uh, and what you had on your clipboard, or not your clipboard, but your clue board. Um, recently, they've been targeting uh, uh, construction projects headed up by uh, Mayor Corallo's old um, construction business. Uh, Corallo Construction. Um, they have been targeting that lately. Uh, and as you look at the list, you see that there is one site uh, that they haven't hit yet. Um, it is a addition to a high-rise downtown. Um, it is a construction project going on down there, uh, headed up by Corallo Constructions. Um 
but yeah, you you see that and you make that connection that they've been on this spree of attacking Corrala construction sites. This is one that they haven't hit yet. Okay. Um, here's where I think they're going to go next. Do we want to go there tonight? We can't really afford to waste time. I mean, we might as well do something, unless you want to write some uh, love letters to Robin now that, now that you know where he lives. I have a whole drawer of love letters. What are you talking about? Um, well, would you like to ship him off now? I don't need to ship them. I know where he lives. I can just walk them. Ren, I'm not having this conversation with you. Um, would they... Did they typically attack at night, or...? Yes. Okay. Almost I'd, exclusively. I don't think they'll be there till the evening. We could stake it out during the day while the construction workers were there. And kind of see what it, the layout is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why don't we all meet there in an hour? I need to go home and change out of sweatpants. And preferably brush my hair. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show notes section of episode 46 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, MC Clap Your Hands. I hope you're all enjoying this episode, having a good time listening to it. We just have a few show notes and uh, business things to attend to before we get back to it. And first up, I want to announce there is a geek out during the credits after this episode proper, so stick around to hear some off-topic conversation uh, about our, well, I guess it would be on-topic, out-of-character. It's out-of-character conversation about the topic of these past two episodes, this recording session. Um, Yeah, I don't know why I said off-topic, although we do get off-topic like I am right now. Anyways... Just wanted to remind everybody, uh, Carrie and I are expecting a baby this month. Uh, It's getting closer and closer. I'm getting more and more excited every day. Uh, But this may interfere with our posting schedule. The good news is, is that we already have episodes recorded and ready to go. But when I say ready to go, they're not really ready to go. Uh, But they are recorded and ready to be edited. So... The good news is that we have episodes ready. Uh, it just means that uh, I might fall behind on editing and I might fall behind on posting. I'm going to do my best to keep to our schedule of, you know, posting every other Monday. Uh, but if it's a little late, like maybe it comes out on a Thursday, uh, maybe it comes out on Saturday. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I'm about to get into with this whole uh, being a father business for the first time. Uh, but... Uh, misconceptions isn't going anywhere just be patient with us send us some prayers and good thoughts maybe some diapers too um as carrie and i go into this wonderful new stage of our lives together uh i have a few shout outs i want to give before we get back to the episode first up i want to give a shout out to our new patreon backer Stuart mckay Stuart, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, support, I sound like PBS when I say this, but uh, Misconceptions is made possible 
by the support of viewers like you, except it's listeners. Uh, but really, Stuart, thank you so much for supporting us. That money goes towards paying our website hosting fees, paying for our travel and gas to record whenever we do get to record together. It pays for buying a mic for Jaime so he doesn't sound this awful whenever we, uh, whenever we can't record all together in the same room. Um, but Stuart, thank you so much. Thank you to all our Patreon backers for supporting us monetarily. Of course, if you can't support us monetarily, that is okay. Uh, share us on your social media websites. Uh, your social media websites. I sound like an old man. I guess I'm already turning into a father. Um, I need to practice my dad jokes. Anyways, uh, share us. Word of mouth. Just talk about us to your friends. Get the word out there. Or you could also leave us a review on iTunes, just like J.L. Myers 24 did, and I'm pretty sure I know who J.L. Myers is. Uh, he has talked to us quite a bit on Facebook. He's a big fan of us over there, and we're a big fan of him over there, and now I get to be a fan of you on iTunes. So, J.L. Myers, thank you so much for that wonderful review. It, uh, You know, I'm a full-time teacher, and uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, sometimes that job really sucks. <laughs> and it's very thankless, and kids make me want to quit. But um, it, it's it's so encouraging to see reviews like that for this this nerdy thing that I do with my friends. And uh, you really made my day, J.L. Myers. I thank you so much for that review. Uh, I do have a little message from Carrie, though. Um, she's going to need you to pick a favorite character. Uh, she says what you wrote is great, very nice, wonderful, all that, but really pick a favorite character. Um, anyways, that is all for the show notes section. Uh, stick around for the geek out after the credits. And, um, how about we get back to the episode? Do we want to speed ahead to that night, or does anyone have anything pressing they want to do? Faye hides all of her pictures of Robin Hood that are up around the house. <laughs> okay. Um, can I do, like, a quick photo montage prepare for the next activity? Um, do we have time for I that? Would, I would say you can roll a change the game. Okay. Can uh, I roll a change the game before our next thing? Sure. What are you wanting to do? Um, I want to make, um, climbing gloves, like, or, like, sticky gloves or something to, like, climb up the walls, scale the wall and stuff. Okay. So. Okay, so what could you add to that? Um, Change the game roll. And so they're going to use, like, uh, like, the energy from, like, it's not, like, stickiness, but it's, like, the energy from my implants and stuff to like uh okay yeah so what could you add to it um secret lab um yeah i would say secret uh lab would work okay so rolling with a plus one okay 10 a 10 all right so i don't use a tracking card i use these things yeah just so we know to differentiate yeah so, climbing gloves. Okay, so you create a story tag of climbing gloves. Mm-hmm. So that is one juice. What do you want to spend your other juice on? I want to make it ongoing. 
So so it can be uh, it can be a constant tag. You don't just use it once. You mm-hmm. can use it for this whole scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you create some some climbing gloves. Anyone else doing anything? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Okay. So the night comes. This construction project is downtown. So it is busy. It is in the middle of the city's heart. Uh, you can see the theater district. You can see the fancy high-rise apartments. You can see uh, Legendary Solutions Plaza with its legendary tower skyscraping above every other building in the city. Um, and then there is this building that a construction project is going on at. Uh, the building is built for the first 50 floors. And then at the top, you can see the skeletal beginnings of new additions, of new high-rise apartments, of penthouses. Uh, not finished, but from where you are, you can see the girders sticking up into the air, crisscrossing with each other, and you can see the uh, specialized cranes all around it. Uh, of course, construction has stopped for the night, but you do look up there and you can see all of that. Um, how are y'all going to get up there? Yep. Um, is getting up there something actually we have to do? Like, we have to get up to, like, up to that spot. We don't want to be down on the ground. They're going to start down on the ground. Should we split up and do two of us on the ground, two of us part of the way up or all the way up? I mean, I can climb up into the crane and see, you know what they're doing, whether they're on the ground or where they are in the building with my scanner goggles and things. And that's true. You can be our lookout. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to go up there? Yep. So Rin pulls out these gloves. What do the gloves look like? Um, they look like just like normal winter gloves. So they're like nice and black and thick. Mm-hmm. Um, but like once he puts them on... <clears throat> There's, like, a strong, like, blue light that, like, comes out. And then you see, like, these, like, octopus-like suction cups on all the fingers and stuff. And there's, like, a large... And there's, like, several large, like, suction cups on the palm. Okay. And uh, I like the idea of you also having, like, knee pads and, like, things slipped on over your boots as well Mm -hmm. that match this. And so you start... (laughs) Climbing your way up the side of the building. So... Rin's just climbing up the side of a building. <laughs> you all watch him go. Uh, he'll be there in a couple of hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But we can say he decides to get into position before. Uh, so, like, I, I guess, like, much like a heist movie, everyone is there. Just tell me where you are and how you get there. Esther's going to be somewhere close to, like, the entrance of the construction site, um, but kind of hidden away so that she can, like, keep an eye on that part so that if somebody is, like, entering from the main entrance, like, she'll see them or she'll hear them come up before. Okay. I need to prepare. So so the construction site is the top of the building. This building is... Like, people are coming in and out of it for business. Like, the offices are still open. Business is still happening inside of this building. But it's after hours at this point. It is after hours, but some people do work after hours. 
and the construction project is up top. Okay, Esther rides the elevator to the top of the building. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then she jumps off. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You get, get back to the entrance of the construction site. <laughs> you get in the elevator, but you cannot get to the construction because you have to have a specific key card to get you access to the construction site. Like, it will stop at, like, floor 50. Floor 51 is where the construction is happening. Esther is going to roll a change the game. Mm-hmm. To have come to the construction site like we had talked about in case the place and gotten an ID card off of somebody. Okay. I'll I'll say you don't have to do a change the game. You could just roll a flashback. I didn't know if, flash, if rolling a flashback would be rolling a change the game. No. A flashback is uh, once per session when you have the spotlight, choose one. Describe an action carried out by your character in the past and make a move for that action. So I guess you could do a change the game. So uh, it's, the outcome of the move affects the current scene. It's just like your typical heist movie scene. So like we're coming up to the building and I'm going up and then we flash back to we were there earlier. I bumped into a guy, slickly got his key card or whatever. So I now have this key card to give me access to that. Okay. Uh, I'll say you don't even have to roll. You get a juice. You use it to create a store tag, stolen key card, and you go after hours. You get to the 50th floor. It stops. You slide that car key. It lets you go up to the next floor. Um, you enter into the space, and there is a ding sound as you walk in, and you can see for miles the city around you stretched out. You've never been up this high. Um, and what I would like each of you to do is to give me a story tag that describes this space. Um, and those story tags can be used just like normal tags. They can be burned just like normal tags. Uh, but these will be tags that you can invoke during the scene, uh, but will also, you know, describe what the scene looks like. Um, so Esther, what is, what is your tag something to do with like the fact that like because it's so vacant like any sound that you make even that ding of the elevator like echoed Mm. so like you've got to be silent you can hear a pin drop so i don't know what that would be called i like it i like it uh echoing okay Uh, And as that dings, Esther, uh, you step out onto the 51st floor, the unfinished 51st floor. uh, And in the shadows, you can see flashlights moving back and forth. uh, A lot of them. On the floor you're on, above you on that unfinished floor, walking the girders. uh, And you duck behind, like, some construction equipment as these people with... uh, sweatsuits walk up they have automated rifles they have some uh, body armor on but you recognize oh shoot these are mafia soldiers here and as you look you see dozens of them patrolling this construction site but you manage to slip away as they walk up and what's going on here and they like look inside 
They do not see you. They step out. The doors close, and it goes down to take somebody else to their destination. And then they fan out. Uh, Ren, you said you were climbing up. We'll go ahead and say that you get to your crane that you were hiding in. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me another descriptor of this scene. I imagine there's, like, long... I don't know, like it's an unfinished scene or unfinished like work site. And so I'm like, I'm imagining that there's like long bars and stuff that like stretch into the sky. Okay. And so I don't know what to call that. Okay. Um, beams, like steel beams. Yeah, giant steel beams. But do we just want to call them steel beams? Do we want to add any flavor to that? Steel beams extending into the sky. (laughs) That's my flavor. Towering beams. Towering beams. Sure. Yeah. So we'll, we will do towering steel beams as one of the tags, okay? So, Ren, you get up to your spot. Uh, you open up the door to the crane, and you slip in, and you look down. You can see the doors open up as Esther gets out and then quickly ducks behind some materials, and you can see all the flashlights on these rifles as people are milling about this site. Um. For whatever reason, there's a lot more security here than there should be. Um, Faye or Bill, what are you doing? So Zach's climbing up the side of the building. Yeah, and he, he's already at the top. We'll say that he started his expedition earlier on, and now he is in one of the cranes overlooking the work site. Okay, and Esther is on the 51st floor. She took the elevator? Yes. I'm going to... Cloud up, uh, probably if there's 51 floors, like the 26th floor. And, uh, since it's an unfinished building, I think I'll say that, um, there are plenty of places to hide, like stacks of bags of cement, um, you know, drywall probably sitting against the wall, tools everywhere, plastic hanging, sheeting hanging. So, like, you have to be really quiet, but there's plenty of opportunities to slip away and not be seen. I like it. Okay, so plenty of places to hide. And I might not have described it well enough, but floors 1 through 50 are completed and are totally, <laughs> like, operating. Like, people have Lame. business offices in these. Can't Only stress floors. This can't stress this enough. Just <laughs> it is a one-story building. No. Uh, uh, so floors one through fifty are all completed. There are businesses. There are people working in them. Let's say floors fifty-one through fifty-six are is what is being constructed currently. Is what is being well, added on. Then I'm going to floor fifty-one. Okay. I'm about to get be in a regular, fully furnished <laughs> office environment. Okay. So you. That ain't me. Okay, Bill, as you are riding the cloud up to the uh, to that area, uh, you hear the distant clap of thunder, and you feel like a on your forehead, on your forearm. Uh, You're a jerk. <laughs> I had to do it to you. We haven't had, like, a scene in the rain yet uh, since we started, like, adding sound effects. Like, we had the oh. fight with Mayoral Debate Gala, mm-hmm. but we haven't had, like, a scene in the rain mm-hmm. with the audio block, so we're doing it now because <laughs> I want to put rain in the episode. Okay, uh, but you get up there, you dismount. Uh, there are plenty of places to hide. You do hide in one of those spaces, uh, and you see again 
all those soldiers patrolling this area. Uh, Faye, how do you get there? Where are you at? Um, earlier throughout the day, when we were like when we originally got the key card made, I went up to fifty one, and then um, used vines and my ability to walk to get to some of the like beams that are kind of further out. Um, and Faye is going to put basically like any of the beams that are sticking out. Faye just has like a vine running underneath the beam. So it's not like obvious unless you were really trying to look for them. Um, but they're there so that if anybody like starts to fall or like needs a vine quickly, she can just like shoot from right there. You know it's really cool. So it's, go it's very cool, what? but that is like something you would have to create. And so I'm asking for a store tag for just this scene. But like you could have created it with, with a change the game. Um, but like the the idea behind this is to uh, give y'all like narrative design to the levels, as they were, or to the encounters. Uh, but like things y'all specifically want to make, like you'll still have to roll change the game for, uh, this is something I'm trying out. Okay. Um, so I'll say that Faye like went up there early to try to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but she kept like every time she would try to focus, she'd like think she felt her phone buzz. So she would reach down and check it. And then there wouldn't be any text message and like Woodard didn't contact her. And so she'd be like, oh. so she like put her phone back up and then she'd like go to do it again and be like, oh, and go and open it and like go check Facebook and like try to find him on Facebook mm. and then put it back. So she just like couldn't ever focus. And then before she knew it, it was like time for the fight to start. Um, Faye is going to sit on top of the elevator so that okay. if people get in the elevator, She's got an advantage by like, so there's that hatch at the top of the elevator. So okay. she's like sitting next to that hatch okay, and ready to jump in. Um, so maybe a tag of, I don't know, like an elevator type tag. Quick, only Quick one escape. entrance. Yeah. Only yeah, one yeah. entrance. Like I yeah. can see everyone that's coming and we all have our little like earbud things in, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to add the story tag of it is a, a thunderstorm. Okay. Ooh, that helps with the noise. That's true. Or lack thereof. So you have all gotten into position. Um, you see all these mafia soldiers patrolling the area. Um, and so, Rin, from your perch from inside the crane... Uh, you see the mafia soldiers, you take note of where everybody is, your crew, um, and then you see somebody move that isn't any of those. Uh, and you look, and using your like lenses, you double-tap them to zoom in. You see this small frame in a brown hoodie. You see them appear around a quarter, like a mafia soldier walks by, and you see them poke out from behind this crate. How they got there... You have no idea. Um, but you see him, he's wearing, or they are wearing a backpack. And he reaches in. They, they reach in and pull something out. 
and they like stick it on this crate and you see him like press some buttons you double tap to zoom in again and there is a bomb you see him set the timer you see him pushing the buttons the timer starts and as you zoom out you see tiny blinking red dots all across this construction site the rat pack is already here and it seems like they have rigged this place to blow end of episode and that is it for this week's episode of Missed Conceptions. Our next episode will be released on April 22nd, depending on the birth of babies. If you have a Facebook or a Twitter account, you can find us on both of those locations. Why don't you add us there so you can talk to us, get up-to-date information about the show, behind the scenes pictures, and just have fun uh, seeing a little bit of misconceptions on your newsfeed. We also have a Gmail, misconceptionspod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, fan art, whatever you want to send us, you can send it to that Gmail. We also have a Patreon, and our show is completely funded by the generous support of our patrons. So if you would like to see this show continue to get better, please go support us on Patreon. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. And the Misconceptions theme music was composed by the talented Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at AaronWharton.net. And that is it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Next time you hear my voice, I could be a dad. I don't know. Could be any day now. Getting excited. But hey, thanks for staying with us. Thanks for sticking around. And remember, keep it nerdy, y'all. So, let's geek out during the credits. What are the typical, how did you grow as a team? Was yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so, at the end of the session, when the credits roll, go around the table. Each player can answer one or more of the following questions. How has the crew grown this session? Which of the character had the most meaningful interaction with your character this session? And which of your themes is under the most strain? If it collapses, what new aspect will show up in its place? Uh, and usually, sometimes with our geek outs, we will talk about like the recording session we just had. Um, well, lots of things happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a very intense recording session. It was, um, but it's all really, really exciting and confusing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So before we started recording, I uh, I told everybody, you know, like. Don't be afraid to explore your mythos and really put the spotlight on your mythos and you pursuing it. Uh, and a lot of you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a lot of uh, mythos-inspired action in these these two episodes. I really have no... Sorry, Tessa, you were talking. I'm, let's go. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I'll do which character had the most... Oh. 
Um, sorry. I'll do which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character, and I am going to do a her point for Esther. Okay. Um, because we, like, she was not kind about me finding the love of my life. She mm-hmm. threw up in her mouth. Mm-hmm. She didn't care about <laughs> my... Um, your your clue board? Yeah, she didn't yeah. care about my clue board at all. And she, like, really blew it off. And so I'm, like, super hurt and not happy right now. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. <laughs> How many hurt points do you have on Esther now? Four. Yeah. How many help points do you have on her? Zero. Yeah. Esther, what's happening? You're doing it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're seeing the real me because we live together and I don't do, like, female relationships well. I didn't grow (laughs) up around a bunch of girls, like... We started living together. That's what we shouldn't have done. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it happens to the best of them. Um, Well, for Esther, obviously her theme that's under the most strain right now is her bar owner theme. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what a flip side would look like for that. So does it go to a, it has to be a mythos then? Yeah, so if you lose a logos it goes to a mythos. Your mythos is Artemis? No. Because that's a man, right? No, Artemis is a woman. It's Athena. It's Athena. Okay, it's Athena. Artemis sounds like a man. And Athena is the goddess, goddess of, war. of war and knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So like how would if you lost that bit of you, how would Athena insert herself more into your life? What kind of powers would manifest from a god of knowledge and wisdom and power? You already have your like divination thing where you can sense people's thoughts. Maybe like being able to actually like have control of people's thoughts. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know, like. So a, a controlling people power? Maybe. Okay. Go ahead and write it on the flip side. Do I have to, I don't have to stick with that though. Like. No, it's just a suggestion. Brainstorm. Yeah. It's a, a brainstorming idea as it were. Uh, Bill and Ren, what about y'all? Bill, are you ready? Do you want me to go? No, you go. Okay. Uh, so the theme that's under the most strain, I mean, as you kind of saw at the beginning of the episode with picking between, like, my identity and Pascal and Associates, obviously, um, I say obviously, um, Ren's been trying to figure out his identity for the longest time, and so... He chose to go with his identity rather than protect Pascal and Associates. So I took a crack there. And so I think that's probably, while it is only one crack out of three, uh, it is definitely one of the ones under the most strain. Um, Just because in past episodes, I just haven't been the most uh, present boss at Pascal and Associates. Mm -hmm. Um. And so if that had turned into uh, a mythos, I mean, I think definitely I would, um, I think from what the, 
the voice of the future um, where they talked about being the time data stream and trying to... Maggie, quit. The time data stream and trying to divert from catastrophe and stuff like that. Um, I think definitely... I would probably turn more into that and be more uh, like a robot and less uh, human. While I would look like a human and stuff and like mm-hmm. function kind of like a human, um, I would definitely um, have less like human emotion, and so I would be more like driven to complete my task, as it were, or my uh, mission. Okay, so if you lost your Pascal and Associates name. If, like the disembodied voice was saying, if you got rid of all these connections around you, what new ability would you get, would they give you to pursue your mission? I think it would be like a maybe a connected AI or something, or being able to like connect with, like, sure. You already have your digital data implants. That's like exactly what it does. That's true. I guess I'm trying to think of like, um, maybe maybe it would be more like I would be um, like I would have like more armor and stuff. Okay. So I I would be more like a battle armor battalion kind of guy. Okay. So like a an exoskeleton or yeah, something. Yeah. M- more of like an exoskeleton. Okay. So I've got like the weapon. I've got the digital data implants where I can hack into things, and then that would give me more of the uh, protection from the battles and fights and things like that. Okay, cool. So go ahead and write that uh write that down on the flip side of your Pascal and Associates. And Bill. I don't have anything I don't think I even have a crack on any of my cards. <laughs> Actually pretty positive I don't. Um No yeah it doesn't look like you do. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want to give anyone a helper her point. Mm. So then can I just r- talk about Alec? Sure. Okay. I, don't, I was, so I was hoping that whenever I found this guy or this big cop, that he would be more helpful <laughs> that like it would answer questions for me not that I had to answer questions from him but then I'm wondering like what kind of things he has going on in his life that have been caused by um, his his role and his mythoi uh, his mythos and as frustrated I was kind of frustrated with his cluelessness but then he may be dealing, you know, with another, with the, I was trying to have empathy. He's probably dealing with some crazy stuff too. And me helping him and us helping each other probably help him out as well. But like I said, I was really hoping he would be like, Hey, here's the, all the answers, or at least here's a clue. He's just like, I don't know what I am, but you're like me. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's almost that, like you have a piece of a much larger puzzle. Giant heaping of foreshadowing. <laughs> Lame. The sky is falling. Call me Chicken Little. 
that's happening. Um, other than that, I don't think I rolled any dice that game. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't. That was a role-playing heavy game, not a roll. I rolled game. once. I rolled once. I rolled yeah. Once. Oh well, Bill was the only one who didn't roll. Wow. I usually don't roll. So, Jaime, before we end this geek out during the credits, uh, you do have a nemesis. Even though she is in jail, she is still out there. Jesse, <laughs> the uh, the woman with the dragon tattoo, who used to work for the Golden Flamingo Casino. I need you to roll a foreshadowing roll. Uh, okay. And you add one to it for every session she hasn't shown up. So I believe we had the session where she showed up and destroyed y'all. Then we had the session <laughs> where y'all went to Marcus Grandmother's house. That's one. Yep. And then we had today's session. So that is rolling with a plus two. And I want this roll to be, roll to be low, don't I? Yes, because if you roll a seven through nine, uh, she mm. can show up. Uh, and if you roll a ten plus, uh, bad things happen. So what'd you roll? It's plus, it's plus two? Plus two. I rolled a five. Dang it. A five, so a seven? Okay. Yeah. So She Jessie, can show up. She can show up, but you get a warning of her before she does. Uh, if you roll the 10 plus, I could just introduce her with no warning. Just uh, boom. Yeah. You're dead. Correct. Literally blowing up things. Um, so next session she might show up. She might not. We'll see okay. what happens. So March 23rd? Yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> we're still <laughs> recording. Sorry. We're going to give you a real peek behind the curtain real quick. We're going to show you how we plan our episodes. But anyways. Here's our social security number. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so anyways, uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.